Trauma is very isolating because it's very personal. You feel like no one knows what I'm going through. You feel like you're in this dark pit. I did have family around. I mean, and I was physically supported in that way, um, but they didn't get it. I had a lot of people saying they felt bad for me and that kind of thing, but that actually made it worse because I didn't want people to pity me. I am very excited to be welcoming back to my podcast, Danielle Matthews, who's an expert in post-traumatic growth. This is such an important subject, and we'll be looking at the difference between post-traumatic stress and post-traumatic growth. We look at the importance of building resilience, accepting what has happened, and reframing challenges into looking what we can learn. We also discuss the positive and negative programs of the ego and how fear affects people's ability to learn from trauma. Embracing self-discovery and learning that we're so much more than our thoughts. So I really hope you find this podcast very useful. I honestly think that we can employ these techniques and these lessons to so many areas of our lives. Please do let us know in the comments on whatever platform you're listening to this to, your thoughts. And as always, stay curious and stay free. I am really delighted to be here today with a friend and a colleague, Danielle Matthews. And, you know, it's quite rare sometimes. I feel very blessed that I've got a lot of really good friends that we met in a business environment first and have formed a deep friendship because of our common values and common outlook on life. So Danielle fits very much into that category. And Danielle, we're going to be talking about something so important today that I think impacts every single person at some stage in their life, which is post-traumatic growth. And Danielle is a post-traumatic growth specialist, and you're going to find out why in a minute. So thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle. And please do introduce yourself to my audience. I know some of my audience would have seen you when we've been talking about our lovely one of the quantum tools that we work with, ASEA. But today we're really specialising on your expertise in post-traumatic growth. So please introduce yourself a bit about your background and why this is something you're so passionate about. Absolutely. Catherine, I'm thrilled to shine light on this. I think this is something that gets lost. A lot of people after trauma, people talk a lot about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, you know, myself having gone through a brain injury and uh, my life really taking a completely different direction. You know, I couldn't perform in life the way that I wanted to. I couldn't show up as the person I used to be. It was a huge trauma. And I went through PTSD, but it was interesting because it stimulated something different in me. It stimulated me to have a different perspective. It, it allowed me to like pull on these reserves inside of myself that have allowed me to become someone that like I, that old me doesn't even recognize. And uh, someone along the way said, Danielle, well, what you've experienced is post-traumatic growth. And I said, what in the world is that? <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk about good things after trauma, right? We we look at veterans coming back from war or, you know, I live here in Florida. There was a wicked hurricane that came through and there's a lot of people on the West Coast that went through a severe trauma. They lost all of their belongings. And I think what's interesting, Catherine, is collectively, all of us globally over the last several years, because of what went through <laughs> the world, we collectively went through a trauma. And it was interesting because I had several years prior 
gone through the brain injury and had learned all of this and had become a more resilient person. My perspective had changed. And so when this started, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm uniquely positioned to help lead people through this and help them understand, look, just because everything is shifting and changing externally, it doesn't mean that internally you have to lose your peace. And so I really want to talk about, because now as we're coming out, the interesting thing is on the other side of trauma, you can never go back to where you were before. You can't unknow what you've gone through. And I think a lot of people collectively right now are sort of trying to figure out like, well, who am I now and what's important? Because things have changed. Values have changed. Friendships have shifted. Family dynamics have shifted. I mean, it's been a lot that a lot of people have gone through. Yeah. And I love it because the thing is, there can be, as you've hit on something really important, that trauma means something different to everyone there can be a very obvious trauma like you went through where you had a severe brain injury because you were hit by a drunk driver and overnight your life changed and then there can be just like when we talk about stress there can be more long-term chronic trauma or stress that people go through and Let's start, if we may, with resilience, because resilience has been coming up a lot for me recently, um, or should I say more lack of resilience for what I'm seeing going on in the world. And and it's fascinating to see how this resonates with different people when we're talking about resilience, because obviously different generations go through different collective traumas, collective experiences. Um, but what does resilience mean to you and how important is this in terms of your post-traumatic growth? Well, it's everything. I mean, resilience is created through post-traumatic growth. It's when you take a situation and the way I look at it is first, you have to accept whatever's occurred has occurred. Because until you accept it, you're never going to find peace with it. Whether you're in a relationship that is, you know, not good, it's not healthy for you, or you've been through a war and come out on the other side, or whatever it might be, a society as a whole or your individual life, you have to accept that this has occurred. And once you accept that, you start to be able to look at it and reframe it. And a question that I always ask and I always, in any situation, and I would encourage you guys to ask this, this will help you reframe is, well, what is this challenge making possible? What could I possibly be learning? Because the way I look at it, our soul is on a journey in this life to learn certain lessons. And unless we have challenges, unless we have obstacles, we're never going to be pushed to grow because when everything is okay, we don't have to pull on anything else, you know? And it's like going to the gym, you work out your muscle and you break it down and it's really difficult, but then the next day you're stronger and now you're able to lift even more. And then the next day you're stronger and you lift even more. And this is how you build resiliency in life. It's like you actually move toward the hard things because when you go through the difficult things, it allows you to grow. And when you can reframe the situation to go, well, what could I learn here? And it might be you know, for the people that went through the this natural disaster, the lesson might be non-attachment, not being attached to the physical things of this earth and realizing happiness, everything is within you. You don't actually need the physical items to, to feel what you want to feel. And when you do that, you start to find meaning. So when you start to reframe and you start to look at everything differently, you're going to find meaning in what you went through. And I look at my accident now, and I went through a deep depression. I'm not saying you're going to immediately experience the growth. Like, you got to go through it. <laughs> and that means all the emotion that comes with it, the grief, the loss, the, whatever it is. And each person's experience is going to be unique because it's it's going to be what you need to pull out of it. 
And so allow yourself to feel the emotions, but remember if you have this question in you, why is this happening for me? You're not a victim. It's not happening to you. It literally is happening for your growth. And when you do that, you create this resiliency in life. So for me, I went through all of this after my brain injury. I wasn't able to leave my home. I couldn't hang out with people. I couldn't work. I mean, all of these things that were incredibly traumatic. Then you have the lockdowns that started and it was like people couldn't leave their homes. They couldn't hang out with friends. And I was going, oh my gosh, I went through this, except I had physical pain, you know, through the entire thing. And I, I remember calling my sister at the beginning of all of this. And I said to her, I said, well, you kind of got it easy because at least you're not feeling sick through all of this. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, you have your health with you. And she just started laughing. And she said, Danielle, who would have ever thought we'd laugh about your brain injury and that like it actually made life easier for you because I was resilient. So that whole thing, it didn't shake me. And that's what I believe the human spirit is incredibly resilient. But if you've not been challenged, like if you've been handed life on a silver platter, it's going to be difficult. You know, they, a lot of times, um, wealthy families, their kids Mm -hmm. run into addiction problems and, you know, issues with drugs or whatever it might be because their parents have kind of bought away their problems through life. And so this kid has never learned what's within them. They've never learned that they have the capacity to handle issues because they've never had to. And so the moment there is a little bit of a challenge, they, they don't have that resiliency. Yeah. I'm so with you on that. It's, it's, um, it's like when you hear people who talk about their near death experiences, they often come out with a completely different appreciation of life and actually often not taking it so seriously again. So there's this almost paradox, do you think, Danielle, where, you know, life is so precious, you know, however many times we believe or not, everyone will have different belief sessions about whether we come back here or not. Um, But, you know, life is very precious, but equally not taking it so seriously. You know, it's the age-old expression that has come up a lot over the last few years because we've seen how fear can affect people in such different ways. You know, that is why it's called the flight, fight or freeze responses. There's very different reactions to fear. Um, How does that play into how you see people coming out with trauma on a positive side of things? Yeah, I think that with post-traumatic growth, you go through this resiliency and then you just you develop a new perspective, which is what you've hit on with the the near-death experiences. It's what I realized. And I can speak to what it's been for me. But in general, I'll give you general first. A lot of people come out with a different appreciation for life. They have different relationships. They They have a personal strength. And for me, it was realizing that I am connected to the divine. There is a piece of me, I look at myself as a spiritual being that's here having a human experience. And when I look at it like that, it means there is a forever. I am eternal. And so what happens in this life in the grand scheme of the universe is not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, a lot of times I will go into nature or I'll look up at the sky at night and that resets me. It just makes me remember like, Danielle, you are a piece And you're meant to experience something here, like embrace the lessons. Like this is about self-discovery. This is about learning who you are and the capacity you have to connect in with the infinite. Because I think we forget our ego because we're human. We have this ego mind and that's the fear, Catherine. Like fear is dominated by the ego. It's a trick of the ego mind. And so we have this chatter that we're so used to in our head 
that keeps us safe a lot of times, you know, and it helps. It's the programming that helps us not have to remember how to drive a car or how to cook our favorite recipe. Like we have these programs that that our ego mind runs, but sometimes there's ones that are not helpful because it will tell you to be afraid of something new or to be afraid of getting out of your comfort zone or to be afraid of a challenging situation or an obstacle. You know, it, it wants you to move away from it. And I would say that's one of the tricks of the ego and be the human experience. And you've got to remember, no, 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 like you're more than your thoughts. And that was the biggest thing that I learned through my, through my entire growth experience was that I am the Danielle that's before, during, and after every thought. Like there is a piece to me that is infinite, that is all allowing, that can handle whatever, that's always that piece. And my chatty little mind gets in the way sometimes. And I've learned because of what I went through, I learned what that is. And so now I can set it aside and I can go, okay, if I'm feeling scared, it's actually probably something I should move towards because this is where the growth is. (laughs) This is where I'm going to learn another lesson. And, uh, when you have this realization that there's so much more, you don't take everything so seriously. You don't take yourself as seriously. You look at life like, look, it could be gone tomorrow. Like there is no way I will ever unknow that fact. Ooh. My accident happened out of nowhere. I was doing nothing wrong, you know, and this guy made a decision that completely impacted my life. That could happen tomorrow. <laughs> like There's just, you know, you look at life and you go, wow, like you need to appreciate the present moment. Uh, it's my boyfriend, he used to live in, um, in Turkey and looking at what's going on there. I mean, oh my gosh, with the, the earthquake there and everything that's happening, it's like, you never know what tomorrow holds. And so if you can be present in this moment, you, you can release the fear around what's going to happen in the future. Cause you're just focused on right now and knowing that you're connected. Yeah, it's, it, it is so, so important. How do you think I'm. Um, so, so there's lots of different approaches to dealing with trauma and stress in people's lives. So before we get on to the next question, how do you describe what is post-traumatic growth? How would you describe that to people? I would describe post-traumatic growth as having gone through something that that shifts you at your core, right? Whatever the trauma is for you, it's going to look different. It might be physical, like it was for me. It might be a relationship. It might be the loss of a loved one, it might be coming back from war, a natural disaster, something that shifts the core of your being and moves you into a space where you now have to look at life differently. You gain a different perspective. You realize the strength you have within. You develop this resiliency uh, inside of you. You start to appreciate life differently. That's post-traumatic growth. It's moving through it and it's it's shifting the experience. I call it transmuting it, right? Changing it, using it to fuel something where a lot of people fall into getting stuck in the story. And that's where PTSD, yeah. they bounce around in this space. And I get it. You know, I was there and there are therapies. I did EMDR. It was incredibly helpful to help me release, you know, what was continuing to trigger me. And you know, you have to deal with the trauma. So I'm saying you got to move through it. And so there's, there's a lot of people specialized to do that, but a lot of people get stuck in that space and they're just oscillating in a very low energy, a very low vibration. And they're constantly in this fight, flight, freeze response because of what got triggered. They haven't realized that 
that actually triggered them to try and teach them. It was meant to be the thing that pushed them into realizing you're capable of more. You can handle this and well beyond. Like, so I think, honestly, Catherine, when people are they have a trauma in their life, I think it's it's beautiful. I'm like, well, you you've been chosen to go to the next level now in your life because now you're having to there's no way to avoid it. Like you have to eventually take the test. Yeah. And I would say the trauma is the test. And when you go through it, you come out on the other side, you pass when you realize, oh, like it was all within me. <laughs> and then you have this resiliency, you have this different perspective, you you create deeper relationships. You know, you look at life with with fresh eyes. And uh, that that to me is post-traumatic growth. And this is what I want to shine light on because people get stuck in the story. They get stuck in the trauma and they don't realize it was happening for their benefit. And they've got to move through it. And I think collectively, a lot of people that are not sure, because on the other side, it's a little confusing what to do and where to go. But keep going within is what I would say. And keep asking the questions. What am I supposed to learn? You know, what's the lesson in this for me? Now, this is this was my next question that you've already partly covered. So there's a fine line, isn't it, between um, having to move through and accepting that you've been through a trauma and you need to go through those stages of of addressing that, but keeping yourself there and that resonance. So from what I understand, you had a lot of very good support around you from family members and things to go through that phase. Some other people, and I'm thinking of one of my friends in particular, went through a major, major physical trauma and hasn't got a lot of support around them. How important yeah. is that in terms of being able to move through from the post-traumatic stress to the post-traumatic growth stage? It's huge because it's very isolating. Trauma is very isolating because it's very personal. You feel like no one knows what I'm going through. You feel like you're in this dark pit. Where like, I mean, the analogy I always say, I feel like I was dropped in the middle of the woods by myself and there was nobody around. And I did have family around. I mean, and I was physically supported in that way, um, but they didn't get it. Yeah. And so it was very difficult because I had a lot of people saying they felt bad for me and that kind of thing. But that actually made it worse because I didn't want people to pity me. You know, it didn't feel good. And so it's super isolating. And I want people to realize like the number of resources are amazing. Grab a book. Okay. There are like the the book that I was given on EMDR actually helped to start release my trauma, just reading it. And then I went to a therapist. Now, if you can't afford a therapist, that's okay. Start asking, how can I afford it? Right. And answers will come, I promise. Um, but the other thing is there are groups like I went to, there was a trauma survivor network near me and I started to go to these groups and I started to meet people. If you can't get out of your house, there are groups online, get mm -hmm. onto Facebook. The number of groups and communities on Facebook is amazing. If you start asking, the answers are going to come and there are specialists for every single situation in life. I ended up with a therapist that was just like uniquely able to really support me and I was so grateful, but you have to find it. You have to feel comfortable. Like the biggest thing, if you're looking for a therapist is you've got to resonate with the individual. If you don't feel comfortable with that individual, it doesn't matter if they're the best person in the world, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> like You have to have a good relationship and you'll know, <laughs> like you'll definitely know, but don't be afraid to reach out. I remember, um, I started to draw after my accident because I was trying to find things that I could do. 
And I remember Catherine drawing this like black circle and then these colors that were coming out around it. And the colors were representative of all my family, but, and my friends that had been there for me, but I still felt so isolated. It was like, I was in this dark tunnel and there were people around, but they couldn't reach me. Mm-hmm. And if you've been through trauma, you probably know what I'm what I'm saying right now. But what I felt also was that there was something at the end of the tunnel and that I, I had to keep going forward. I just was determined to figure out where is this taking me? What am I going to learn from this? And I just every day figured out how could I take one step forward? And, you know, that that forward momentum <laughs> eventually brings you where you need to go. And how much in your day-to-day life now? So I'm I'm quite fascinated by labels, actually, and how they can be used in a positive way and how mm-hmm. sometimes they can be used in a not-so-positive way. So how does this apply to, you know, the trauma recovery? And, and what is more than – we're not talking about trauma recovery. We're talking about trauma growth, about coming out as a person that's that's at a higher level of functioning in whatever that means to you than you were before. Yeah, Catherine, that's it. And that's why I want to shine light on this because where you put your attention, energy flows. And so if we put our attention on something like PTSD, oh, that poor person, oh my gosh, well, they were a victim. And it is it is not helpful mm. to that individual. And they're going to be stuck in that pit for a long time. But if you say, wow, like you're leveling up, like this came into your life because you were ready for the challenge. Like, what are you going to learn from this? What do you think could possibly be the lesson in this for you? And if you reframe and if we collectively can support people through that and say, no, the trauma, like, like Rumi says, the wound is where the light gets in. Yeah. Like you have to go through it because that's, what's going to open you up to all the potential inside of you. And that's where the the lessons come in. And it's like, if we can say, look, you're going to grow through this and you put the focus on that, it's going to shift that person's thinking. It, it can pull them out of, you know, feeling like the victim, feeling like this happened to me. And when you shift into, oh, it's happening for me. like, Oh, I, I'm going to be learning something here. What in the world could I possibly be learning? That's huge. And I think we need to, that's a good label, right? If you're saying, oh, well, you're going through post-traumatic growth, that is a positive thing. Yeah. And that's, if there's something called, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it's called the Pygmalion effect. Yeah. Super interesting. Okay. So the study was done where they told teachers, oh, we gave these kids a test. Like these are your, I think they were called spurters. Like these are the ones based on the test that like, they don't look like it, but they're going to be great. They're going to grow so much this year. And they told the teacher this, gave them the names. At the end of the year, those kids had spurted. That was the term. (laughs) And then they told the teacher there was nothing different, nothing different about those kids on that test versus the other kids. But the reason they grew was because the teacher had this expectation. Well, you've got it inside of you. We've got to pull it out of you. And so they rose to that. Imagine if you apply that here. (laughs) just someone that's been through trauma and you say, you're going to grow through this. Like you're the chosen one. This is going to be amazing. Of course, you've got the resiliency. You can handle this. Like that's a very different story that's then going to unfold from there. It's so true. I mean, I do a lot of work with animals that have been through a lot of trauma, either physical or emotional. And one of the biggest challenges for the humans in their life 
is how not to label them as such. So it's quite a challenge because, say, for example, if you've got a dog that has got, um, you know, fear responses that might come out in aggression, yeah. you want to warn other people to react appropriately right. to them without keeping the dog stuck there because labels can become a very self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so I'm constantly looking um, at how us humans can work to put a positive label on it so that we can mm -hmm. keep everyone safe in the situation without bringing the animal back down to that vibration, which isn't going to serve keeping it there. So on that yeah. note then, talk to me about how when you, someone like you, you've been through a huge, huge experience of post-traumatic growth. What about for loved ones who might not have directly suffered the trauma, but are obviously suffering their own form of trauma? You know, I'm a mother. You know, if my daughter went through something like you have, I would find that incredibly traumatic. You know, I think this is huge. Caregivers, like there, there needs to be a space for caregivers or for people that have, you know, are the parents of people going through things like, and there are support groups for that. It, it is amazing. The number, when you, when you start to raise your hand and you say, well, I'm going through this and I need help. Someone else is going to say, well, wait a second. You know, I've been through that too. And, and you start to talk and the, you resonate and it is like this beautiful collective support, you know, we're here to help one another. And I think as human beings, for some reason, we like have started to isolate ourselves. We need community. You need that supportive structure around you. And so what I would say is reach out. You know, if it's a family member that's going through a hard time, your family might not be the support network this time. You might have to go outside of the family to get the support you need to then bring it into your family. Yeah. And Again, like Google about it. Or this, like, there's so many books now. There's so many podcasts. There's so many amazing people on YouTube. Um, there's examples that you can pull from and learn from, and go when because, like, as you read a book, it's like so much can come through because you're going to get the message you need right now <laughs> uh, to for the situation that you're in. And so, I would say to whomever that is, like, again, you're not alone. And it's okay to ask for help. I think sometimes we like forget that we can ask for help. At least that's an issue I've had in my life before. <laughs> like, I think, no, I got to figure this out on my own. Like, no, sometimes you need support and it's okay. And uh, people love to help. Like how many of us love to help somebody? Like it makes yeah. us feel so good. And for some reason though, we don't realize like, oh, through asking, I'm going to actually help somebody else feel really good because they're going to be able to help. <laughs> like, We forget that. It's kind of funny. It's so important, isn't it? And I think with what everyone's been through, you know, on, on whatever level that might be for them as individuals and their families or loved ones, um, that asking, it's really important because I see a lot of frustration coming out, particularly in the online community, where actually that simple shifting and reframing the question about, oh, okay, that's interesting where do I need help? What can I do about it? Can just change, but it can be a complete life changer for people. Oh, it totally can. I I wrote an ebook kind of about this experience. And one of the things I talk about in it is that, that we have to realize that life is unfolding for us. Every situation, every person we come in contact with, and the way I view it, I had a mentor um, tell me, one of my spiritual teachers tell me, She's the analogy of like, it's like people are wearing sunglasses. 
And so they've got these sunglasses on that are not allowing them to see the situation for what it is, but the situation has occurred because it's trying to trigger the person to realize, no, you've got these sunglasses that are making you feel not heard or making you feel like you're going to be abandoned or making you feel like you're not worth it or you're not good enough. And if you just realize that what's happening is for your benefit to make you reflect, to make you go inside and go, wait, what's going on here? So you can take the sunglasses off and you can release some of these limiting beliefs. You can learn the lessons that life is trying to teach you and why your soul is here you know, on this journey of self-discovery. But if you don't embrace the challenge and see that that's why it's unfolding, like you'll miss it. Or you'll just complain to everybody around you about, oh my gosh, you know, my child's going through this and that and it's terrible and woe is me. And like, no one wants to be around that energy after a little while. Like you'll get some sympathy, you know, initially, but then it's like, oh my gosh, like get out of the story, learn from it, grow from it. (laughs) You know, you got to figure out what you're holding on to here. And I think it's a, that analogy for me was like, oh, like it's just, it's so helpful. And again, it like, it adds this level of, not taking life so seriously. When I just look at things and go, wait a second, like what sunglasses am I wearing? (laughs) Why am I getting so upset here? Like, let me take them off. You know, what's going on? It just, it, it makes life a little bit easier to kind of move through and almost more like a game. Yeah, I love it. I bring it into game. You know, I I use it a lot about, you know, have I just picked up that heavy rucksack again, <laughs> you know, full of bricks? <laughs> Why don't I put it down in this life? I'm not a tortoise and I'm not a snail. I don't have to carry it with me. Um, and I think, you yeah. know, this is really important. And having conversations like this is, is knowing that, you know, no one else can do it for you, can you? You've got to reach out as whether you're recovering from an addiction, whatever the situation is, you have to take that step and reach out. Oh, it's so true. And and that's, again, it's because you're supposed to grow. Like, you have to take the test. And only you can take the test. Like, you're the one that has to go through it and come out on the other side. And um, and then you'll realize how many other people have been through it. And you can, like, you know, share stories and swap stories about, wow, like, I went through that. And this is how I thought, oh, my gosh, you had a similar thing. It's amazing. And I'm laughing, Catherine, because what you just said about the tortoise and carrying stuff. I have a really good friend. His name's Bob Sima. He's an incredible musician. I think he's just now about to release his 10th album. And he he just intuits down the lyrics. And they are so deep and so impactful. And he has this one song uh, and one of the lines in it says, let me think about it real quick. It was these mountains that you carry on your back, you were only supposed to climb. And it's this beautiful song about exactly what you said. Like we just, we take these burdens and we carry them and they make us like feel just stressed out and overwhelmed when the reality was, no, you were just supposed to like climb the mountain to realize you could (laughs) and to get stronger as you go up it, not to bring the baggage with you, like leave that behind. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of if someone's feeling that they've been through trauma or a loved one, let's just recap some of the main advice that you would like to give them about what next. So I would, again, that Pygmalion effect, I would help the person, right? Handle whatever the emotions, if they're, if you need a professional or you need to, you know, integrate some self-care or meditation, figure out what's going to be supportive to get through the emotional stuff, but continue to help reframe it for the person, continue to shine the light on, wow, like 
you're going to go through some beautiful growth here. Like there's something beautiful that's coming out of, out of this. You know, there's going to be a Phoenix rising from the ashes here and, you know, doors are closing, but another one's opening. I wonder where it's going to take you and allowing the, the focus to be on that, not, Oh, I feel so bad for you. And yeah, it's not fair. And you didn't deserve that. Like it's not productive. It's not going to get anybody anywhere. Um, there's a, a beautiful, it's a Japanese uh, tradition. I might mess up how they pronounce it, but it's called kintsugi. Yeah. And it's interesting. So when pottery breaks, right, they re- they repair it with gold. And it's like, that to me is like, that's a, that's post-traumatic growth. <laughs> that, that is, wow, yes, we break, but we come back stronger, more beautiful, better for it, right? And, and you have this, this beauty that you would not have been able to have unless you had broken, you know, the wounds where the light gets in, right? It's just, I think if you can help whomever see that, you're going to be supporting them in a major way and not kind of getting down into the pit with them and going, oh, I feel so bad for you because now you're both down in the pit. You know, if you stand on the the outside and say, wow, like it's going to be beautiful when you come through this, like keep climbing up. Like I see the sun, you're going to see the sun soon too it's going to be more helpful. And if it's you that's going through it, listen to this again and again, ask yourself, reflect what you can learn, seek out the support that you need. You know, you're not alone. I know it feels lonely, but you're definitely not alone. Yeah. I think that's so important, but because by, by encouraging people to see the growth, you're not just diminishing the fact that they are really going through something. You're just not keeping them in that place of, you know, you're, you're acknowledging it, but not, suppressing them and down there so so important and this applies to you know people that have got animals in their lives that have been through trauma as well I absolutely love yeah. it I've got so many questions as well so perhaps we could do a part two on this um I'd really sure. encourage anyone who's listening to this please ask your questions below because both Danielle and I will be keeping an eye on those but Danielle so how can people find you um tell us about your websites how they can connect in with you Absolutely. I'd say easiest way is on Instagram. It's just my name, Danielle Matthews. We'll put the, the link below. Yeah. There's an underscore on either side, but I'm always sharing their tips, strategies daily to help with this sort of thing, to help people grow and keep the light, the light shining on that. And uh, if you're interested in, in the ebook I mentioned or connecting in, I've got meditations, other things, the link in my Instagram bio will take you there or my website is brainbodyself.com. And um, everything I put out, guys, the intention is just that it reaches those that need it to help you on the path. Because I've walked it and I wish (laughs) I had had somebody sooner tell me about the growth piece of what I was going through. I wouldn't have felt so alone and out in the woods. Um, But I know that through the struggle, you become stronger. And if you don't suffer, you'll never have the the self-discovery. So um, I'd love love to connect with you. And if you need anything, just reach out. Um, I'd be happy to answer questions or support in whatever way I can. I absolutely love it. Thank you so, so much. I'm sure we'll be back for part two. Let us know your questions and comments and shared experiences. What's helped you below? That's really important to share because you never know that one person that just might need what you share might just be looking. So thank you. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. 
My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.